tell you who's doing sneakers the best in the game right now. That's New Balance. The two-way V4, featuring this groundbreaking use of technology with fresh foam. It's called Fuel Cell, creating this combination that we love of rebound and cushioning. Fresh Foam offers unparalleled cushioning for maximum comfort your entire game from start to finish. The upper construction features this lightweight textile that reduces weight, which we all need, I know I do, while remaining supportive and breathable. Hard to find that combo. The two-way V4 gives you the tools that you need to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way V4 at newbalance.com. On this episode of the Heat Check, we're back, baby, and I'm here to update you on the FIBA World Cup and where Team USA is, which is a dogfight. We'll catch you up on what's happening with the Harden saga and why the Lakers' latest move might just set them up for a run. Gonna be fun, a lot of going on, so drop that generic-ass beat that should be Rihanna. Hey, strangers, it's me, Mario. It's uh, been a long, strange August. I uh, wanted to do a pod weekly, but then I ended up uh, becoming Bobby the Builder, uh, a.k.a. general contractor for about six weeks. I rehabbed my mom's house in Portland a little bit, had a little bout of the vid thrown in, uh, but I am back. The heat check is now here again to get you prepared and up to speed on the NBA season. Not much happened. Uh, it turns out in those six weeks, so pretty good time to be unavailable. Um, most of what happened is that the FIBA World Cup is happening half a world away in Manila, in the Philippines. Uh, the group stage was not very memorable, let's be honest. There was some fun in there. Uh, one exception, though, Lithuania had its greatest international performance of all time in the final game of the group stage when they smacked up the U.S., 110-104. I am a Lithuanian background, ethnicity, didn't hate it. 31-12 lead they took on the USA in the first quarter. Never missed a beat, never missed a three. Mostly because my Lithuanian brothers had seven players, 6-9 and over, and out-rebounded the USA by double. Jaron Jackson, who is supposedly a center, picked up two early fouls, worked the board so poorly he ended up with two rebounds in his previous 35 minutes of play. The lack of height on the team is concerning. Going to be hard to overcome against teams like Germany who are tall, tall as fuck. Despite the bad loss, the American team went to the quarterfinals anyway, finishing second in the group. Quarters were a bit more interesting than group play in the first two semis. Serbia... Uh, took out the upstart Lithuanians, 87-68, based on Bogdan Bogdanovich's sniping from three. Germany uh, got back Franz Wagner just in time. They squeaked out a 81-79 victory over Latvia, but you don't care about this. It was the other two games that had the eyeballs. Team USA beat up on Italy, 100-63 behind Mikhail Bridges. 
uh, and one he had 24 points and one technical. Tyrese Halliburton put up 18 in just 20 minutes. And remember how mad the Italians were that Paolo Bancaro switched sides at the last moment? Well, Steve Kerr gave a big fuck you to the entire country of Italy by playing Paolo at center for 25 minutes, which must have sent the head of Italian basketball into a rage coma, which I would have loved to see live. Remember, uh, he did throw a tantrum when Paolo turned back uh, his back on Italy and was like, you know, I'm actually American. Uh, <laughs> I was born here. Uh, my mom played for Team USA, and I'm not trying to give up on my, on my squad. Team USA shot 47% from three. The game was never close. But the real game, the fun game, the fireworks, uh, was between Canada and Slovenia. Canada beat the Fighting Lucas 189, which was one of the worst beats in history, considering the line was nine and a half. And in the final 10 seconds, uh, Slovenia let the ball just roll out. Just, uh, just not. Well, just not. Shea Gilgis Alexander was, it was incredible. He's the best player in the tournament by far. He might be one of the best players in the world right now. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Two asides, I would take Shea over Luca, if I had the chance. I like Shea's defense. I like his skill set. I like Luca, but psh, that weight on him, boy. And second, it got me thinking, was the Paul George trade the worst trade of all time? Because you give up, if you're the Clippers, you give up four first-round picks. And Shea Gilgis-Alexander, a man who's probably untouchable right now for even five, six quality first-round picks because he's so young, he's so impactful. You're talking about at least eight first-round picks you gave up for Paul George, a guy who's never quite healthy. Does make a nice podcast, though. Why on anyone on earth would trade Shea for PG right now would be beyond me. But, you know, Shea wasn't that player at that point. Maybe he needed the tutelage from Chris Paul. Back to the game. Dylan Brooks was doing Dylan Brooks things. He got ejected for the game. Uh, But guess what? He also got Luka ejected for the game as well. And then he was shown shadow boxing with gloves in the tunnel after Canada beat that ass. It was fun to watch, honestly. If If you were rooting for Team Canada... When Dylan Brooks is doing his shenanigans, it is fun. Coach Jordy Fernandez of the Kings, who is Team Canada's head coach, says Dylan put on a defensive clinic, and that should be 
in a FIBA museum. Huh. Ever the modest mouse, Brooks said this, I am the best perimeter defender in this tournament in the world in the NBA. My goodness. I love Dylan Brooks so much. It's wild. Love him, hate him, hard to figure out day to day. Game itself was tied at halftime. Then Canada went on this crazy run, uh, put Slovenia in danger. Luka got tossed after that second, second technical with six minutes left in the game, and Slovenia just could not recover. Uh, the bench was heroic. They could have cut the lead to six with a couple of minutes left, and then they just ran, ran out of gas. Luka, of course, complained about the refs. Shocking that that, uh, that ideology translates from the NBA all the way to the global game. But this is now becoming an issue, not just in FIBA play, but for the Mavs. And it's not getting better. Hey, Luca, shut the fuck up. How about that? We move on to the semis. Tip-off 8.30 uh, a.m. Eastern on Friday. Team USA takes on the, friends, the fighting Wagners. Uh, the only undefeated team. I think they're a huge favorite, too. I want to say it's like 16 and a half, 11 and a half. It's a lot. 10 and a half. Just looked at the uh, BetMGM website. So that's going to be very, very fun. Serbia takes on Canada. How good Canada has been in this tournament? How good have they been? They've moved from 14-1 to 1 to 3-1 to 1 to win it all during the World Cup. They've qualified for their first Olympics. Shea's putting up video game numbers. Lou Dort and Dylan Brooks and R.J. Barrett are playing lockdown defense. Kelly Olenek is on this team. Zach Eadie's off the bench. Canada has serious height. They can cause a lot of problems like to, I don't know, say the one team probably standing in their way. Team USA. Serbia has been rallying around Borisa Samanchik, their power forward. Obviously, you've uh, just heard me say his name for the very first time. Took a wicked elbow uh, to the side against South Sudan. He had to have emergency surgery where his kidney was removed. <laughs> there was complications because they couldn't find a blood donor match. Then a number of his teammates volunteered to give blood. The whole thing was a mess. Uh, behind Bogdan Bogdanovich, this team can hit threes in bunches, makes them dangerous against anyone, so that's going to be a fun game. Um, to preview the Germany-USA game, we know that the Germans have height. That's been the team's uh, Team USA's Achilles heel. Jaron Jackson has been exposed. We know that. Steve Kerr played him 11 minutes in the quarterfinals. We also know that Brandon Ingram stinks in international play. Uh, Paolo Bancaro is now their full-time center, and he's, what, 6'9", 6'10". It's kind of short for a center, not going to lie, in international play. Germany had 28 points combined from the Wagner brothers, and you got Dennis Schroeder there, who is an international god. He literally walks on water in international play. This is not a walk in the park. Uh, so the fact that it's a 10-and-a-half-point game is wild to me. The last time they played in the lead-up to the FIBA World Cup, Germany had a second-half lead of up to 16 before Team USA had to come back to win by eight. It was a very, very close game, closer than you would have even thought. Germany, then they set up camp down low. USA didn't have an answer. Eight game was 86-86 with 2.17 left in the game when Ant Edwards took over. So let's be honest. Germany plus 10 and a half, got to do it. We'll drop a mini podcast reaction to Team USA's loss to, the, to Germany. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We will drop a mini podcast reaction to the U.S. semifinal game on Friday, so definitely look for that. On to the league, though. 
a couple of things that are worth noting. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Um, Ramona Shelburne, whenever she writes uh, a feature on you, you should probably read it. Uh, There might be some details in there that you weren't anticipating making it into print. So a think piece came out on James Harden by her, spilling all the morning tea on the Harden-Mori feud that has absolutely dominated the news for the last six weeks or so. More than that, eight weeks. There's not a lot of breaking news in the article, but it does kind of give a lot of evidence to the speculation that people have had this year, uh, especially concerning Sixers players who are tired of you guessed it, James Harden's bullshit. Uh, they do not like the partying. They do not like uh, the traveling hookah man that he has. Um, Shelburne explains that after tough losses in Boston and to the Heat, Harden did not travel to the team with the team to Miami. Instead, he took his own charter flight, got approval, of course, from Daryl Morey, uh, so that he could party most likely at 11. And all night on the beach to the break is on. What is it? How does it go? Welcome to Miami. I'm Benito. I'm Miami. So, yeah, uh, pe- people were mad. Doc Rivers was mad. Let's be honest. P.J. Tucker was probably mad. Fuck it. Daniel House Jr. was like, yo, why didn't you invite me? I, I've got game. I could have come out. So players uh, and coaches were so mad that they had to have like a come to Jesus moment with James Harden. We're like, yo, you need to stop this. They beat the shit out of Miami. It was supposed to be a turning point for the team. And guess what? Uh, it wasn't. But the real story with the drama is the fact that the relationship by, with Maury and, and James Harden appears to be permanently severed to the point where Maury was apparently ghosting James Harden. Harden has hinted he's not going to hate playing for China for a year, which you would still probably not be a free agent, James, and you would have to go back to Philadelphia, which would be wild. Blue jumpsuit Harden is moments away. Uh, Who knows? No one eats themselves out of the league or out of a tight spot better than James Burgerville Harden. When it it boils down to the, the core of his disenchantment, with the Sixers was the fact that he took a $14 million pay cut so that the team could sign P.J. Tucker and, of course, Daniel House Jr. And then he was like, yo, you told me you would help me out. You would fix me up. I took a pay cut so that you guys could take care of me. I am sacrificing. I'm sacrificing my money. I'm sacrificing my offense. And now everybody is saying I'm washed, which he might be. In fact, 
it is implied that Maury told him that he would be compensated down the road, although Harden has stopped short of claiming that because Adam Silver is waiting in the wings to take more second-round picks away from Philadelphia. Uh, as for Harden, he denies everything that Ramona Shelburne said in her article, uh, especially the part about James Harden pouting that he didn't make the All-Star team this year so much that he ghosted Adam Silver for trying to make him a injury reserve and he's like fuck that I'm I'm a starter and that's it and he writes y'all gotta chill with these reports I'm gonna start reporting shit and then he also wrote lies I would like James Harden's report I would like that me personally he obviously disputes the details of the Shelburne article um will Harden show up for camp in three weeks my guess is no uh if he does he probably is nursing a hamstring injury uh, the whole league is going to be watching very carefully to see how this plays out. Not sure where he could go other than Philadelphia. And finally, one of the dominoes of free agency fell today. And it makes the Lakers better. Christian Wood, who averaged 17-8 and eight last year for the Dallas Mavericks, went to the L.A. Lakers on a two-year Rob Palinka just stole him deal. I am shocked. First of all, do deals even get done in September? I didn't even know that. It's like time for camp. He's been sitting and waiting. Uh, I am shocked that it took a team this long to get him. Uh, he is an offensive juggernaut. He's a, t- he's a terrible defender. I don't know how he is in the locker room, but rumors are that he's pissed at the Mavs for not re-signing him. Um, but he's not saying anything yet. But what he did say was, I always wanted to be a Laker. I know we can win a championship. Communication with the coach is a big key. Ooh, ooh, shot. Shot at Jason Kidd. Coach Ham and I go back to our Milwaukee days, and we've had great conversations. Wasn't he in the G League there? Yes. Uh, we've had great conversations every day about this opportunity. He believes in me, ooh, and told me I'll be playing a big role and knows what I can do. I'm looking forward to this and for sure motivated after what Dallas did. Oh, my God. He waited to the very, very end. It's like so happy about this opportunity. Love the people I'm working with. Finally, so nice to have some leadership that knows what they're doing. I'm excited to get rolling, especially considering where I just fucking came from. I can say this with 100% confidence. Say what you will, but Christian Wood was not the big problem in Dallas. And as a backup to AD, this is an amazing move. Uh, As a backup role player, the Lakers, if they can stay healthy, they're a very scary team. They will still probably lose to Denver. That's all the time that we have for the Heat Check. Come back Friday for a mini podcast following the USA's game at the World Cup. Check out the feed uh, and follow us on the Heat Check as we head into the new NBA season all season long. Do not forget to download, subscribe. Please tell all your friends, every single one of them, and follow us on social at This Heat Check and at Trista Crick on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram.